Welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am your host, Lisa, and today Eric is not with us, unfortunately, but have no fear, he will be back around. But anyway, jumping into today's episode, we have a fun one for you guys. I am going to be chatting with Casey Cole from the band Bass and Sound. Casey is the lead vocalist and guitarist, and the band consists of Steven the bassist, Buck the drummer, and Matthew the pianist. They are an alternative rock band from Denver, Colorado, and I'm extremely looking forward to speaking with Casey later on in this episode. But before we can get into that, as always, you guys, we have our top three international countries of this week, and boy, what a top three it is. Spoiler alert, it ended up being a top four this week. We will get into that right now. Coming in at number three, we have Germany. Congratulations, Germany. It's good to see you in the top three. Coming in at number two, we have a tie between Brazil and Russia for the second spot in our top three. So that is pretty incredible. I don't think Russia has ever been in our top three before, nor Germany. So pretty groundbreaking stuff going on right now. Super excited to have all of you in the top three. Congratulations for you as well, both of you and Brazil, of course. And climbing in all the way at number one this week, we have the United Kingdom. So shout out to the UK. Like I said in previous episodes before, they are such a diehard fan base and we love all of our listeners in the UK. So shout out to the UK for taking the top spot this week. And there you have it, you guys. Number three, we have Germany. Number two, we have a tie between Brazil and Russia for the second spot. And coming in at number one, we have the United Kingdom. So thank you for the countries who made our top three, technically top four for this week. And thank you for our listeners all around the world who take the time to click play and listen to this podcast. For those who didn't make our top three this week, but want to make our top three in the future, you can make it on next week or any week after that. All you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have, and we could be shouting you out next. All right, guys, here we go. Without further ado, here is my interview with Casey Cole from Basin Sound. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you for having me. Can you introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Yes, um, I'm Casey, the front man of the band Bass and Sound. I'm currently 21 and in college, and we do Bass and Sound as our as our kind of very serious project. We all love music, really, um, a lot. How would you describe your sound? I would describe it as... Um, a 
little a little funky, a little jazzy, but also with roots in Indian indie and alternative rock. Were you guys an original band first, or was it the other way around and you were a cover band who wanted to create original music? So, okay, we always wanted to become kind of our own rock stars, but the easiest way to get together and start playing, um, especially when we were younger and had less skills, was to do covers. So yes, we went into the we went in with the intention of um, writing our own music and being our own artist, but we started as a cover band. So, what is the backstory of your band? When and how did you guys originally form? We started out. I, I would say, give it ten years ago. Um, my brother and I. We're both musicians. He's the drummer. I'm the. I learned guitar, and we started playing together. And we invited friends over. And when I was in middle school, we had this one kid play bass. And you know, as time progressed, people come and go in your life. And we ended up having this set of brothers about five years ago, um, which is the bassist and the pianist. And now we just we've always kind of played together and had musicians come and gone but since we've since we've met and befriended our other bandmates um it's been good since and what year did this all form together i i would say about the end of 2014 into 2015 was how this current iteration of this band became okay so you guys have been playing together for a couple years now can you talk about your journey with Battle of the Bands in 2017? Because I read about that on your website, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, so so my our city does a spring festival every year um, called Thornton Fest, and they used to hold a Battle of the Bands every year. The first time I entered it was probably 2010. Um, I was a wee little kid in a in a competition of older teenagers and about to turn 20, um, 20, 21 people. And I had, I had entered this competition with the band I was in then, and I'd pretty much done it um, every year with the exception of maybe one. I'd probably done it six times between 2010 and 2017, and I hadn't ever placed in this event. So it was kind of one of my bigger goals, especially growing up in musician and band, is if I could win a local events and I guess that's justification that of course um, that's a good starting point yeah yeah it was a good starting point and we we ended up in 2017 that was our magical year our band as we know it had been playing together for a little bit by this time and we yeah we uh, we put it together we placed first in this competition and that meant so much not just for me but the bandmates and that like gave us the extra incentive and drive that, oh, well, people have noticed that we've become good. And it took real dedication because, like you said, you've been trying for years before that. What do you think was the main difference between that year as opposed to the previous years? That year as opposed to the previous year, the, the bandmates that we have now, there's me and my brother and then another set of brothers. Uh, we started realizing that that configuration was how we got the tightest musicianship and we get along very well and so that year we knew that we had something special leading up to it so it was like the first time that we had such a tight group and a good sound and we brought a professional level performance to that event so yeah we we always started out as 
of playing covers just to get an excuse to play together. Um, I have always kind of had songs and write, songwriting was always kind of in me um, since I was since I was little. Uh, but we've since then we've always we've been covering music and writing music at the same time. So if anyone ever comes and sees a performance by us, they are met with popular popular covers within that I think with that I think is within our sound as well as original music just to just to keep the attention and keep the familiarity to our audience. How did you guys come up with the name Bass and Sound? Is there any significance behind that name? Uh, well, graduated engineering students and two of us are engineering students so I, I guess we're quite literal in the <laughs> sense we, we went through many names and and we changed our name a bunch of times when we um, before 2017 but we had written a song together that we thought kind of fulfilled what we, th- we thought we were all about um, just being together um, making the world the best place that we can, and we called it. We called the song "Bass and Sound." And well, we're all like, "Hey, you know, the word bass is pretty cool. We we, we, we all like a little bass." So <laughs> we decided to. We just decided to go with "Bass and Sound" and stick with it. And it's quite funny that. Um, and since then, we always come up with fun band names of oh, what we could be named, but. For, for marketing and identity's sake, we <laughs> always stuck with bass and sound because um, it's quite literal. It's kind of a reflection of us. Just to humor me, what were some of the previous names that you guys had and that you came up with before bass and sound? <laughs> so, uh, I'll, start, I'll start way back in the past. We had a three-person band, my brother myself and another gentleman and we called ourselves three to go (laughs) and then we added a musician and went by four to go for a little bit and we added another musician for a brief period we went by five to go for a solid second there (laughs) Um, whenever we want to have guest singers we'll be like oh we can bring back five to go um for a while um in early high school we went by syrup kind of to copy the band cake's name for a little bit and um most recently, we had the name Five Second Rule, which we thought was pretty funny. We had a cute logo for that one, but decided we that we had too much internet competition. Gotcha. What is your personal background in music? How long have you been playing the guitar? I yes, I started I started out with guitar, and um, I've been playing it since I was eight. So I'm 21 now, and. Uh, Especially the couple of years that I started, a bunch of people would always tell me, oh, wow, you're starting early. Uh, I started when I was a teenager and um, when I wanted to do a hobby. But no, I, I started when I was eight, and uh, personally, I didn't feel too young. What I believe the story behind uh, my start is my, my, my mother was really into church activities, and I would always get mesmerized by these guitars on the stage. Like, wow, those those cool things are making cool sounds is the thinking that I had. And I think that my parents cleverly picked up on this because when I was eight, they asked me, oh, what do you want to do? 
Um, you can try any hobbies or try out activities. And I could have said anything. I'm really into motorsports. I could have said, I want to race cars or I want to play football. But they, I think they knew that I wanted to play music and that they were willing to support that. Um, my family, so my immediate family, besides my brother, uh, my mom and dad were not musicians, but they both had many musical relatives. So um, I have grand, uh, grandparents and uncles and um, uncles and aunts that play a lot of music. So um, they, they always kind of understood it in, in a way, even though they couldn't really play or sing at super high levels. So yeah, I, so yeah, I grew up from that, um, started singing and started songwriting around 10 and 11 and always, and always wanted to play with other people as I grew older because the feeling and the jam is what it was all about. And one of the more interesting things about me um, understanding music and my upbringing is, <laughs> I always laugh about this one because my dad always tells guests when they come over that, oh, I never thought he would be a musician because I guess when I was like four or five, I would jump up on the coffee table, sing into a action figure, the Pokemon theme song, and like nice. super out of rhythm, super <laughs> out of key, and he was like, oh, that kid will never be a musician. <laughs> and, That's uh, hilarious. We are now, we're all, we're all musicians. That is hilarious. Yeah, because you said you and both your brother are musicians playing in this band. You're, you mentioned that your brother is the drummer, right? So we have you on lead vocals and guitar, we have Steven, the bassist, we have Buck, the drummer, and Matthew, the pianist, right? Yes. And both of you are brothers, and then both of the other two are brothers as well? What are the chances of that? Oh, yeah, that that's kind of one of those one-in-a-million opportunities. That you um, all would be but, musically inclined, you know? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a really lucky coincidence that I had known one of them from engineering competitions in high school. And I was like, oh, well, we get along. Do you want to do do play music? And at the, at the time in high school, um, I, was, I, ha I was having trouble. I guess you could say I was having high school drama with my current bassist of that problem. So he hadn't been coming to practice for a while. So I actually handed Steven a bass. And I was like, well, you're good at clarinet. You're, you're a genius. Um, <laughs> Wow, wow, that yes. is true talent. Do any of you know how to play any other instruments? Yeah, we're, we're a little, we're all multiverse in, in a way. Um, so I started, I started out with guitar, um, then I slowly kind of figured out how to sing in a way. Um, I always you sing very well, I might add. You sing very well. <laughs>
So how did everybody claim the instrument and the part that they were going to play in the band? Since you guys are all multi-talented, did you kind of give people their roles? Did it happen naturally? Is it just what everybody's best at? What do you think? Uh, uh, when I was younger, I, I decided I needed a drummer. So we decided to teach my brother how to play drums, and that's how he became a drummer. Um, lucky for us, he ended up really liking it, so that was convenient. Well, that's um, good. As I, said er- <laughs> <laughs> as I said earlier, we handed Steven a bass, and he took it home and learned it real quick. And um, and then, since Steven was coming over to our um, house to practice a lot, his brother started coming, and lo and behold, he plays a little piano. So It all worked it out in the end. Was, yeah, it all kind of fell together without without too much conflict (laughs) that's great to hear that is really great to hear when you guys play covers of songs you have a wide-ranging catalog i was reading about this you play anything from walk the moon to the blues brothers to zz top so who picks the set list for these shows how do you go about doing that so um our manager gives us like a really good idea of like oh this would sound good in front of this audience um, but as far as like preparing these songs, uh, we we kind of go like okay, so we all kind of meet in the middle with some alternative stuff, and we all like to branch out a little bit. But we all know that people like classic rock, um, and as many as, and almost as any guitarist would tell you that they learn playing classic rock. And so one, we already had a bassist in classic rock. Uh, my brother and I, and two, a lot of a lot of local festivals have kind of an older audience, and so that's why we pick up some of the classic rock stuff to appeal to them, um, as well as playing some some modern kind of alternative pop stuff to just keep it fresh. What do you think is the hardest to learn? Because as you mentioned, you're you're dipping into so many different genres that I can only imagine that some songs must be harder than others. Yeah. Your own key, and you can make it sound your way while keeping it recognizable. 
Right. And in that way, in that sense, I think that is very good that you pointed that out because how many times can people honestly watch the same thing over and over again? You know, people want a different experience and they're ultimately going to see you. Yes, you're covering other songs from other bands, but they want to see the take that you put onto that song. So I think that's important that you mention that. Yes, yes, it is. Um, one of the better, ex- one of the greatest, um, really good examples of this is we always wanted to play Seven Nation Army. Um, nice. And what, yes, and, and when we decided to finally do it, um, that, Jack White's voice is really high. That, and, that is true. Yeah, and so what we did was, okay, let's make this super creepy and super big to fill um, the stage or the room that we're going to play it in. So we have a lot of, we have a lot of ambience, we have a lot of um, lower voices on the keys, um, played with distortion, but there there isn't super open sound, and the vocals are some really dark and re- really airy as well. And so that's that would be a really good example of us taking our own spin on a song. Yes, I love that. I love when bands make their own rendition of a song, and then you end up loving it just as much as the original. I think that's really awesome. Do you guys play original songs additionally to the covers, or do you have separate shows between the two? So when, so when we play a song, we'll play originals and then covers that we think will suit the audience. Um, and a good example of this, recently we played at Colorado Boulder's Battle of the Bands, and we, we had a couple songs. We knew we were going to play this many originals and these ones, um, but we really didn't quite have an idea of what we were going to play until we saw the previous band play. It was like, oh, the crowd's into this. And so um, we pulled out an original and a cover that we thought, oh, yeah, we, we wouldn't have guessed play it but now oh yeah that fits the that fits the atmosphere so we do play both um but our internet presence is very original we want to push our originals and we want to become our own rock band you know at at some point so we have the covers listed on there just for informational uh, purposes and if someone wants to maybe hire for a festival we're capable of doing these things but our online presence we really want to push our originality and our sound because we think it's really unique and really good. When you play live, do you get a different feeling when you're playing your own songs versus when you're playing a cover of somebody else's song? Yes and no. So I I can say yes because yes, this is our song. Matt, this is cool. We wrote this. This sounds as good as the cover we just played. Like, I guess you could say it sounds like a real song. That's cool. Um, there is that level of speciality that, oh yeah, we can tell the crowd we wrote this and we sometimes see eyes widen and jaws drop. But at the same time, no, because for me personally, especially as uh, the front man, the lead voice, is I understand or I can sympathize with kind of the theme of, of, a, of a cover of the original person's um, arrangement and lyrics. I, I understand, like, what emotions need to come out into it. And so, like, and then there's that layer of our own versions of some of these covers. So at the same, at the same time, yes, it's super special 
that we get to play our own music and people enjoy it. But at the same time, it's also it's also very humbling and and special to hear and play other people's music as well. Right, because you grew up listening to some of these influences, and then to be able to take that and bring it to life on stage must be a really cool experience. Yes, it, yes, it really is. So, in the future, if you guys have success with your own original music, do you plan on playing some covers in your sets, or are you going to strictly stick to the new material? I would like to play mostly our own music. Um, I think, I believe it's I believe it's good enough, I believe it's complete enough, and I believe there's uh, that it has a theme, yet there's it has a good variety. But at the same time, I you know, I I frequent concerts around our area as well and I you know, I even see well established bands sometimes bust out a cover or half cover. Um, like I'm willing I'm willing to do that, especially like if it showcases um, our talents and what we do well. So yeah, Covers, covers are, are still not 100% out of the question, but for us, it's like pushing our own music and our own developments and our own dealings and talents forward. And speaking about where you're located, what is the music scene like in Denver, Colorado? It's very chill. <laughs> well, um, so we're a big enough city to always get the big acts um, in our big Pepsi Center. We can get... Bruno Mars and Taylor Swift uh, whenever we want to. But at the same time, Denver is a really popular place for kind of what I would guess like second tier in popularity. People like the small pools. Uh, people like Walk the Moon. People like Echo Smith like to come here because their music is really appreciated here. We Denver really likes local bands. They have several events just for local bands, but the local music scene is really popular here, um, especially for Indian alternative. I even remember the bleachers were saying, "Wow, uh, I wish we had as good of an alternative scene here as we did, you know, where we're from." It's very chill. People are really open-minded, really indie, get really hip hop, but a lot of independent artists really like it here, and we thrive in this environment. That's amazing to hear because a lot of up-and-coming artists really dream about getting out of their hometown or getting out of wherever they're at locally because of the lack of support and the lack of the music scene. So it's really encouraging to hear that it's thriving in Colorado right now. Yes, it's, um, it's, it's very great and it's very entertaining to participate in it as well. So, Born in the Movies... Let's let's uh let's backtrack a little bit here. So you reached out to me and you said check out Born the Movies by Bass and Sound and let me know what you think. And I checked this song out on Spotify and was completely blown away by it, honestly. It is super catchy and I love the idea behind the song of asking the question, how will I be remembered? So can you talk more about the idea behind the song? Yes. Uh, so this song, this song wrote its own lyrics in a way. It started out as I want to make something a little indie, so it's got to it's got to start walking first. Um, I guess we'll do a little upbeats on the guitar, and we'll make it flow with the bass line, and kind of make it nice and simple, but interesting enough, especially on the back end. Um, on the, I guess you would call it the bass instruments. And when we started 
started writing lyrics for it. <laughs> when we just started, okay, all right, this is going to be great. So when we started writing lyrics for it, um, we could just, the band, we would get together and watch anime at night. And we just, we just finished watching the first season of this anime called No Game, No Life. And in the first episode, the main protagonist was all like, we are Blake. And people were like, well, who's that? And they just wanted to be mysterious. And I, I certainly remembered that. And so um, I just remembered in movie quotes that people say, well, this is my middle name. And so we it originally started out with, oh, Blake is my middle name. What could that possibly mean? Uh, with Blake as their middle name, doesn't matter. And so the lyrics started forming through that way. And we thought it was incredible, incredibly romantic in a way like, whether I'm born in the movies or born in the towns, making a living or just hanging around, like, are you going to remember me? Am I significant enough? Have I done enough? Um, we thought that there was significant meaning in being remembered wherever you come from, whether if you're a traveler or not. I love that. I love the story behind that song. It's almost just as cool as the song. So with that being said, what is your writing and recording process like? What comes first usually? Do you have an idea and then you get down to writing the lyrics right away because you just got to jot it down? Or do you think of melodies and instrumentals first? And who writes the songs? All of our, all of our projects have started out by somebody doodling in practice. Um, oh, play that again. Play, play that. Play that last couple notes again. That was that was that was cool. And so we would loop that. I would hum to it, and that would be our melody. That that would be. Yeah, that that sounds really good. And so we would add, we would add the rest of our instruments to whoever made the doodle first, um, and then somebody hums over it, and maybe we might start coming up with lyrics. And so. Um, a lot of our lyrics, a lot of the lyrics, like I'm humming syllables, I like kind of the past tense syllables and stuff, and then, ah, uh, and then we can hear, oh, this sounds like something. And so one of the things that uh, we do is, especially with Born in the Movies here, um, started this trend, was there's a lot of great common movie quotes. Why don't we take inspiration from those? And so... When we do eventually finish an EP, it will be called Born in the Movies because it'll have inspiration from from movies that we that we've seen before. That's such and, a great idea. Yes. And so like with that theme, we wanna keep it we wanna keep it mostly upbeat, but um, just keep it funky, keep it upbeat, but keep it kinda smoothed out as Indian alternative gets. And that's kind of like one of the issues we get is when we're applying somewhere. Yeah, we just take our inspiration from whatever sounds good and whatever comes from our hearts. So as a little sneak peek, can you uh, maybe reference any of these movies that you are taking the inspiration from? Uh, so so this, this is interesting because we wanted to go with common quotes. Uh, so... Born in the movies, it's kind of like our basis standpoint. And then we have one called We've Got Company because um, that's kind of a movie quote we've heard. Like you could hear a spy going, we've got company or a superhero. 
um, awaiting his nemesis. Very true. Um, we, yes. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the idea. It's like we don't reference specific movies, per se, but specific themes in the movies. Just the general idea of common themes that have happened throughout movies over time. Yeah, and kind of expressing expressing the thinking and, and emotions behind most of those themes. So to piggyback off of that, because I know now you are currently working with this movie's theme, but in general, where do you pull ideas from and what are some things that inspire you to create music? dynamic within the band how do you guys negotiate what song what makes a good song versus what could be improved on versus what's going to get completely thrown out how do you guys have that band dynamic we start the writing process we get something together and we play it a couple times and we give it a couple weeks as well so we'll play something oh it sounds really good and okay let's sit on this let's wait or let's see how it makes us feel you know then we bring it out a couple days later, or a week later, and say, oh, this sounds good, or oh, this needs work, and then we'll work on it that way. So we try to make, we try to build on if we still like hearing it, and if we still like dancing to it, and singing to it. And usually if like, even if one band member doesn't feel right about something, their gut is usually correct in the long run, we found out. So we, you know, we take like, if someone suggests something, we're gonna have to look at it because usually there's usually an issue with that um, because we like take our expertise from the instruments we do and kind of the styles we like. So everybody has equal input within the band. Yes, especially in writing because we uh, we certainly need everyone's talents and everyone's ideas because they're really valuable. You mentioned earlier about the Born in the Movies EP. So, how many songs do you plan on releasing on this EP as opposed to a full-length album? Um, so, we understand that a full-length album is between 10 and 13-ish songs. Uh, and, in a way, we have written that many songs over the years. Um, but it's kind of a thing where it's like, what do we want to keep, first of all, in our stylistic kind of realm? And then, second of all, what do we want to keep in our thematic realm? So, so at this time, um, like we're certainly still working on it, and 
I'm certainly not promising when anything is ever <laughs> when anything is coming out. Um, it, it probably will come out, but at the same time, it's like we know what will match the theme that we're going for, and we know what songs to put in there and what we're working on um, towards getting that EP. So. Yes, I'm saying EP because, like, this theme doesn't have that 13 songs. I'm not saying it couldn't, but as far as, like, maybe starting to work on it, um, I'm going to claim it's going to be a Born in the Movies EP. And I know that you said that you can't confirm any release date anytime soon, but can we expect it to drop anytime this year? Um, no, I do not expect for it to be released anytime this year. I do expect at least maybe one more song to come out um, during this year. Um, for us, we certainly have our lives to worry about, and music is really important to us. And so we're doing we're doing as much collaboration and as much effort as we can put into it without it completely being our full time jobs at the moment. But. Um, I, I can't, I can say that something might come out this year, um, as far as the, as far as the whole EP, you know, th- things are to be seen. There are plans for it, um, but timelines is another thing. And what are your future touring plans? So, so currently, we've always been pursuing bigger festivals and, um, just places to reach out to the general public. We're not incredibly vulgar, so, uh, you know, that's, that's... That works in your favor. <laughs> yeah, that, that works in our favor. Also, since we've been playing through out middle school and high school, we never really were a bar band type of band, so, like, um, in, in turn with staying, uh, just staying away from bars because we were younger, uh, we, we've kind of got this, we want... We want to reach people through festivals and stuff. Now, as far as touring plans, we haven't we haven't booked uh, uh, any sort of tour yet. But it's one of the things we're looking into. Um, our our kind of our marketing strategy and um, future future plans started getting really serious about a year ago. So. You know, getting T-shirts, contacting, contacting venues, and all the logistical stuff started getting really serious recently. So for us, we're still in the infant phases of that. But anyone who has seen, especially our our couple most recent um, on-stage product, a lot of people could probably confirm we're we're probably tour ready. It's just a lot of the logistics behind that um, that we haven't tackled yet. In the future, where are some places that ideally you would like to play? Uh, I I would love to play uh, a lot of these small theaters in Denver. That would be kind of like our first step. Um, I love I love going to bands like the Small Pools. This band called Great Good Fine Okay. Uh, Ross Lynch's The Driver Era. They all play these kind of smaller. They're called, I guess they're called theaters um, throughout throughout Denver. It's like, if I could get there, you know, they get a decent amount of people in that I can start, um, that I can start building a community and building an audience that way. So that would be kind of the first, uh, the first level. And kind of the, the grand, the grand prize of them all is every musician 
that grows up in Colorado or has been in Colorado a lot wants to play at Red Rocks. That's the yes. that's kind of the main that's yes. the main big boy. It's such a it's such a magical place. Legendary um, venue. Mean, yeah, it's legendary. It's very beautiful. It's technically amazing from an engineer standpoint. Um, but everyone here wants to play Red Rocks eventually. So yeah, at the beginning, we want to play all the small theaters around Colorado and around Denver, but we certainly want to play big places, eventually landing in Red Rocks. And as you mentioned a little bit earlier, you said that things with uh, your momentum really started to pick up somewhat recently. So can you talk a little bit more about your manager and the whole relationship there? Um, so, so yeah, like at the moment, um, it's the band consists of us, the four of us, our support team has... Um, has two in it and then kind of like I would say that the manager and co-manager roles are my dad and I and him and I are, him and I are just hitting all the logistics as hard as we can making sure that we making sure that the band members practice together and separately but like I, I mean not, nothing like super <clears throat> nothing super like iron fisty or anything but just keeping the logistics of the band together um and this is this is a very passionate project that my family and I have been working on for quite a while. And um, so as far as that, that's kind of how management within our band works. But, uh, but we are looking to creating good content first before going out and looking for a possible maybe investor or um, marketer or those roles um we're currently i i think i did send you uh one of the videos that we took in our studio yes um yeah that's kind of the content we want to have good pictures to show uh people who are interested in this we want good video and we certainly want good audio and because we know the the creative and the, the skill is behind there so i've been personally working on a lot of uh media creation and those sorts of things uh, to separate ourselves once we try to really push to put ourselves out there. What are some goals that you would want to achieve with Bass and Sound? Some goals. I would love to do a national tour at some point because um, I, I, I find that really obtainable. I've seen bands play and I feel like we are that caliber product. So I would like to do a, you know, a, a national tour at at smaller theaters that would that would be a good goal um but another good goal is i would like that i would like our music to break into what people consider pop um because people who have listened to what we've made really enjoy it so you know since i think pop is mostly genreless whatever is popular um i would like our music to eventually hook onto the minds of a lot of people who listen to it. So, so yeah, I just want to play a national tour and I want uh, people to listen to it because we're certain they will enjoy. What is something that you would want people to know about you guys that maybe isn't shown through your music or your online presence? There could be a couple answers to that. Um, I would, I would certainly like people to know that, yeah, we're super chill. We're, we're really, we're genuinely invested in each other and um, as far as bandmates 
And so people like genuine people. And I think that's something I would really like people to know about us. And another thing, too, is that we're good people. Like, we're hard workers. We're, um, we're, we've done, or one of us has done college. We're, we're not just, we're not just a bunch of kids playing in a garage or in a basement is what we want people to know. And ideally, this is going to be the dream that you all chase after, correct? Ideally, this is going to be the full-time end result after all your hard work and effort being put into it. Yes. Um, like, a lot of kids dream of being a rock star. And, you know, we, we, we really hope and we're taking the appropriate steps to um, put ourselves out there, put our music out there, because we know that our product, our music, is good, and we want to share it with people, and hopefully it'll take off. For other artists and musicians who may be listening, do you have any advice for up-and-coming musicians, and what are some things that you guys have learned or are in the process of learning? Uh, so, some really sound advice is, first of all, playing together people will start people will appreciate you and notice you if you can bring really good skills really good talent um in front of somebody especially if you're trying to attract agents or um, attract an audience people really like skillful playing um so practice as much as you can would be my first advice my second advice i actually got from the lead singer of this band called Great Good Fine Okay. I met him after a show here last year, and I, and I asked him, do you have any good advice? And he just said, write music you believe in. That's and great advice. I was like, yeah, at first I was like, well, duh, I do that. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really believe in this? And so that made us go through our catalog and make sure that, yes, this is something that not only we think is good, we, be we believe it's good. We believe in this music. We believe in our message, our vibe, and we believe in our skills. So those are the two things is write music you believe in and practice as much as you can. So, Casey, what is your website and where can people find you on social media? Uh, our website is bassandsound.com, B-A-S-S-A-N-D-S-O-U-N-D.com. And you can find us on Instagram at Bass and Sound Official. Um, we do have a Facebook page, although I think Facebook is uh, dying uh, out. It's <laughs> yeah, our, its usefulness is marginal at this point. Um, we also do post content under the Bass and Sound name on YouTube. And uh, and one more thing, if you want to my life and you know see me as a person i do have a youtube channel called everything at random um then you can kind of like see the inner workings of me and the band members and casey before i let you go today we are music matters media so i have to ask you why does music matter to you music matters to me because it speaks to people on a different level than any language, than any words could ever do. Music brings people together. It can stop a world war from happening for one day as people gather and sing Silent Night together. It could celebrate victory, defeats, 
It can express all kinds of emotions because it speaks where no words could ever go. And that's why music matters. That was a beautiful answer, Casey, and I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. You are welcome to come back anytime to promote Bass and Sound. And I hope that uh, you enjoyed our interview. All right. I, I really did. I would love to follow up someday. Thank you. Well, guys, that was my interview with Casey Cole from Bass and Sound. What a great guy. He had so much great advice and knowledge to give based on his own personal experiences and his experience within the band, and I thought that was really great for everybody listening. If you enjoyed my interview with Casey, then don't forget to show love and support over at BassAndSound.com. There you can listen to their music, you can check out their YouTube channel, and you can check out their other social media. That is BassAndSound.com. And as promised, here is is Born in the Movies by Bass and Sound. Blink is my middle name, man, I hope when you sleep your mind remembers me. Appreciates in the winds and the wave of information's fleet. I'm gonna sing it loud. I'm gonna move you now. No, I'm not gonna fade. No, I'm not gonna wait. No, I'm not gonna fade. Cause place my middle name. Born in the movies, born in the towns. Making it live and just hanging around. Because I'm not gonna lose ya. Love the 